Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Stephanie Graham. I'm an artist and filmmaker, and I'm also an extremely curious person. Some will go as far as to say that I am nosy as the, the nerve. <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to interview people. I'm not just talking to anyone either. I'm talking to people who are in the thick of what they do. I want to know how they live their life and how they get things done so that I could apply some of their savvy to my own life. I'm sharing this with you so that you too can do the same. We can do it together. We all gotta start somewhere, and if you're not looking for practical info, stick around anyway, because my guests are fascinating, and it's my goal to get to the bottom of their shh. I mean, aren't we all just a little bit curious of what it's like to live someone else's life? And if we do it the same? There are also times when I will feel called to catch up with you one-on-one and let you know about what's going on with me, either in life or with my art practice. You didn't think I'd get the dirt on all these cool people and not let you know what's going on with me, did you? I mean, I'm a Libra. We believe in balance. Listen, I am a big believer that even though we are all different, we can still find ways to relate to each other. It's time to get down to business, so welcome to the Nosy AF Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nosy AF Podcast. I'm really excited for you all to listen to my conversation today with Taylor Elise Morrison. I met Taylor, well, I met her officially for this conversation, but I found out about her work back during the uh, shelter in place. My girl Krista sent me an ebook called The After, which was an ebook thinking about like how you can navigate your life after the pandemic or after the world opened back up. And that led me down a rabbit hole to her whole inner work framework. And I'm just excited for you to talk to her today. Let me tell you about her. So Taylor is the founder of this wellness lifestyle brand, Inner Workout, what I just said. And she started her career at this Fortune 100 company and became the first time employee or the first full time employee at the startup before she launched her inner workout. And she's been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Bon Appetit for her expertise in self-care. So she's going to talk to us about self-care. It's not just getting the Swarovski crystals on your nails, y'all. It's, you know, going a little bit deeper than that, even though that is a part of it as well, if you choose it to be, which I personally do. So listen to her, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. I'm really excited to talk to you because I'm not sure how I discovered you. Maybe it might have been through Amelia. Yeah, that's what I I was going to say Amelia for sure. But I didn't know if it was like through Instagram, like maybe like seeing a comment or she posted something about you. And then I just went down the oh, you know what? No, my friend sent me your ebook about the after. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she, my friend Krista sent me the book, your ebook, and it's like, hey, I got this book, and then I bought the book. And then it brought me through a, uh, you know, like down the rabbit hole. I don't want you to think people out here bootlegging your book. <laughs> I mean, if they, if they did, you know what? It's going to hopefully 
to people's introspection and growth, which I'm not mad about it. Right. Yeah, I guess that's very generous of you. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I felt like, you know, during the whole pandemic, personally, it, you know, it gave me this thought to be like, okay, now what? You know, like when, when I start back working, I work in film production, what's going to happen now? And I liked how, you know, your ebook took us through that. And then I did your take care profile, which I know we'll talk about, or the take care assessment, I'm sorry, the take care assessment, because I'm really interested in just the idea of self-care. And that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, it, that's just a word everywhere, you know, like everybody's mm-hmm. talking about self-care, this self-care that, you know, I was in a workout class and they were like, oh, you know, what's your word for the year? And somebody's like, self-care. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, it's like it's just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and to me, I was like, at first I would think like self-care would be, oh, making sure like my nails are on point, my hair is on point because those things help me to feel good. But now that I have you as an expert of, you know, finding being within oneself. I wondered if you can talk about self-care and what that means. Yeah, I feel you. Self-care is everywhere. And in some ways, like, I can't be upset because it the conversation around self-care is a conversation that we do need to have. The way that I talk about self-care and the way that Inner Workout talks about self-care is listening within and responding in the most loving way possible. And I was just talking with a friend about how expansive and inclusive that definition can be when you're listening and then finding that loving response, then that means that sometimes self-care can be getting your nails done, but self-care can also be having a really hard conversation. Self-care can be powering through something that maybe you've been avoiding. Self-care can be logging off and saying, I need a break. And that listening, that ability to really check in and hear your inner voice is so key to actually productively being able to practice self-care. Yeah, I love the way you put that because it almost like it it's like part of, you know, you can make it what you want and it makes it more generous because to me, I feel especially like hearing self-care so much, it sounds sometimes selfish like Mm. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that for you, boo. I got I got to be on self-care. You know, I'm doing self-care. So, <laughs> And it's like, dang, you know, like, what about, you know, this like trying to cultivate generosity? So I really like and also your dis- your description, too. It doesn't make it like expensive because, again, like I would associate like self-care with like making yourself pretty, I guess. And that's not. You know, it's so much more like, as you said, it can be, but it's also so much more than that. Yeah. And I've started talking this year a little bit more about this idea of building your self-care support system. And so that includes three P's, your practices. So the things that you do to actually practice self-care, which doesn't inherently have to cost money, and then your partner's. So whether that's your therapist, your massage person, the the lady who does your nails, your friend, your coach, those can all be partners who are helping you practice self-care and helping you deepen your own self-expertise. And then products, because 
sometimes products can be really helpful for deepening your self-care experience. And I don't think it's wrong to have products that are included in your self-care. But if you think I actually have to buy something and that's the only way that I could practice self-care, then I'd be like, whoa, 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 slow down. You've got a really misguided view of what self-care is. Yeah. So how did you get into knowing about like, can you tell us like, okay, so you have inner workout. Can you tell us about that and where you just got this focus from to be able to focus on this? Because it's, it's such an awesome thing. I would never, when I discovered your, your work, I'm like, I would never think to study something like this or like create something like this. So can you talk about where your idea and thought of all this came from? Definitely. For me, it really came from a place of need. So any personality assessment that I take tells me that I have tend I work really hard. I have perfectionist tendencies. I can really easily fall into chasing someone else's definition of success. And I've also been fortunate enough to achieve certain markers of success. Um, and whether that was like volunteering for different organizations on the side or starting my own side hustle before inner workout, getting to work at a startup as their first full-time employee. I had all of these cool opportunities and I kept feeling burned out and exhausted. And I could do the normal, what I used to think of as self-care. I could get a massage. I could say, okay, I'm just going to stay in tonight. But then a few weeks later, a few months later, I'd find myself back in the same place. And what I realized is that the way I was building my life was not, my life wasn't infused with care and no afternoon off was going to fix that. And so that's really where this work began for me. I my first really intentional self-care practice was taking baths on Sunday nights. And then from there, I kept wanting to practice self-care and see what, what that could look like, not just on Sundays. So yeah, so that was like my journey with self-care. And then with regards to actually starting inner workout, I was sitting on a yoga mat and I... It felt like I heard this voice, like it felt audible to me. That was like, what if there is a class that helped people build the skill of self-care? And that's how Inner Workout started was I actually developed this practice that you could do on a mat that could really help you practice, for lack of a better word, listening within and responding in the most loving way possible. And then that was really designed to be a business that had a lot of in-person touch points. And... What I found over time is, and the pandemic hit, is that there was so much more to the conversation. And so Inner Workout has expanded from just being about an inner workout practice to creating products and experiences that really help people build self-care as a skill. And more and more now, it's helping people, creating spaces for people to practice self-care and creating tools to help people practice self-care. Because there's so much content out there. Like, include. I mean, we put content out there on, on Instagram too, calling myself out. But I see so many people who can consume the content, who can like something, who can share it on their story, and then at the end of the day, aren't putting it into practice in their own life. And I'm guilty of that too. 
Yeah, it's funny, like, um, in my own, like, art practice research, I've been researching femininity, and there was this video where this this woman is, like, she teaches women to be proper, you know, quote-unquote proper, and she was sharing her books, her favorite books, and she's like, okay, I'm going to tell you these books, but also, you need to do what these books say, right? Don't just read this, don't just watch me, you need to, like, do as I tell you, you know, in order to, you know properly set your table or whatever and it was just so funny because I'm like it's so funny that she said that because yeah you do just consume things and don't actually put it into practice yeah so okay let me get this straight so then you are in this yoga class and from there you figure out your own yoga movements to help you look inside yourself for care Yeah, I kind (laughs) of, I did a big fast forward there. So I roughly sketched out the idea of what I wanted the practice to look like. And I decided I wanted a little bit more of my own experience to, to build this thing that I was envisioning out. And so I enrolled in this yoga teacher training. And a few weeks in, I was introduced to this yogic philosophy or concept of the koshas, And those inspired our five dimensions of well-being, physical, energetic, mental, and emotional wisdom and bliss. And once I was introduced to the koshas, that like unlocked something in me because I realized a lot of the self-care that I had been practicing, even as I was starting to incorporate self-care into my life more, was focused on just a couple of the dimensions. I did a lot for my physical body. I did some stuff for my mental and emotional dimension, but there was whole other parts of me that I wasn't tending to, I wasn't caring for. And so the inner workout practice is in five parts and each of those parts connects to one of the dimensions of well-being. So I would say that it's yogic in the sense that it's really rooted in the philosophy of yoga. Some of the movement pieces do involve yoga movements, but that that's how it is. And now the five dimensions are really the core of the business. So we have products for each of the five dimensions and we well, I, I can't share all of it now, but we're building things in mind where we're thinking of how to support people in each of these dimensions. And that's really become the core of inner workout. Nice. It's like, look out, beach body. Here comes inner workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's cool. Yeah, because I was like, wow, you don't, because I was curious if you had like, because of the movement piece, if you had like a fitness background or whatnot, but it seems like your yoga training was only to help you to help supplement your your thought process to create inner workout. Yeah, and I did. So I got really into fitness in college. I grew up um, dancing and I ran track for a little bit. And then I got really into fitness in college, got my first group fitness instructor certification during college didn't really use it, but like was interested in that knowledge. And then the startup that I worked at was in health and wellness. So I had some exposure to the industry. Granted, it was a very different, they work with like properties and helping those properties infuse wellness for their tenants. But it got got me like some exposure into the industry. Yeah. So then at its core, the inner workout is a, like in a nutshell, 
what is it? It's your self-care support system. Support that's system. What, okay. Yeah. That's what we talk about it as self-care support system. And we build like products and experiences to help you build the skill of self-care. I like that a lot. It's like, do I need therapy if I can just participate in a workout if you're covering all these grounds? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's a great supplement to therapy, but I also, if people have access to therapy, think that's such a valuable tool. And that kind of goes back to like the practices, partners, and products. Like we can help you develop the practices and the partners to some extent, or the practices and the products, to some extent we can be a partner to you. But for a lot of people, therapist is a really supportive partner in your self-care support system. Yeah, I have a therapist and I really like her a lot. Hey, I just want to pop in here real quick to let you know that I'm an artist. I make work about social class, subcultures, race, and gender. These topics are complex, they're interesting, and they come up in my life all the time. Because I love to laugh, a lot of my work has humorous tones. I genuinely enjoy making and creating all sorts of things. My main medium is photography and film, but I also enjoy organizing art events. I would love to keep you in the loop of everything that's going on with my art exhibition. So please consider signing up for the Studio Graham newsletter at MissGram.com slash sign up. Okay, back to the top. How did you get to be so, I guess, reflective? Because like even as of lately, I've been trying to journal more and become like, like I think somewhat of document my day but but sort of go deeper than that instead of being like oh you know like lunch was all right Mm -hmm. today you know my boss was cool today you know how can you like how do you learn to be to go deeper like because you sound you sound so peaceful (laughs) oh my god and so my (laughs) husband just left otherwise I'd be like babe this woman just said I'm really peaceful no I think I do tend to be I present as being really grounded even when I'm anxious, but I also do have generalized anxiety disorder. Like I tend to be an anxious person. I think I'm really curious. I'm curious about myself. I'm curious about the world. And for me, I'm really interested in this idea of building your your self-expertise. So really often we go to school then we go to, like, we go to school, grade school, high school, et cetera. Then you go to college and you choose a major and you're building expertise in that major. And then you get a career and you're building expertise in whatever you've decided to go into. And maybe you fall in love and you start to become an expert on the person that you fall in love with. And we can forget to become experts on ourselves. And so it's really helpful for me, especially as someone who runs this wellness business and is encouraging other people to be reflective, to be really the expert on myself. And I don't necessarily journal every day. I journal, I'm, I'm really about listening within and responding with love. So when I feel like I need a journal, I journal. And other days I'm reflecting just by having some silence, but it's really having this ongoing conversation with myself and then also incorporating tools and reading books and using those as things that spark reflection. And then it's like you're gathering 
all of this knowledge about yourself. And I think it's really fun. And I wish more people would turn their curiosity inwards and try to become experts on themselves. And that would honestly help them in all of the other areas of their life that they're trying to become experts in. I'm trying to do that now. And as hearing you talk, I'm like, dang, this needs to be in the and the sixth graders need to work on this, you know, like, so that way you can just develop this skill set that it's, you know, innate. Is that the word? Yeah. Innate? You know, so that's just like second nature. So could you give some tips of how to be reflective? I think, like, do you think, because I know, like, okay, so let's talk about your, the take care assessment because, and I might've just said that wrong, because that actually, my results from that helped me to start journaling with the evening dump Mm, yeah yeah but I still feel because I like my days are so long like at time I'll be like you know it I feel like I rush through it and maybe I fantasize being reflective is like I'm sitting in my breakfast nook you know with like (laughs) cozied up with my tea and blanket around me (laughs) but first I'm too tall to be closed up in any nook but could you give some tips of how we could even start this because to me right now it feels like at least the first step of self-care is to go inward to even be able to design what that plan would be yeah so I love that you mentioned like maybe I'm idealizing what reflection looks like and I think we do that with a lot of things related to self-care like some of my best reflections happen in the shower or when I'm walking my dog in the morning and it's really about me just creating space in my day and my life to be with my thoughts sometimes that involves a pen and paper sometimes that involves just like not having a podcast on in the background um And I'm so glad that you mentioned the take care assessment. So I mentioned those five dimensions of well-being at the beginning of the episode. And really the take care assessment came during the pandemic when it's like, okay, I want to serve people. I can't teach a million classes. How can I help people get to know where they're at and productively move forward. And I hate that I keep using productively because we as people like our sole purpose is not to be productive. So I'm not using productively in the place in the sense that I want you to be like a productive person in capitalism. I'm meaning productive, like you are moving something forward for you. Um, So that assessment is 75 questions and it measures your well-being across the five dimensions. You get results to see how you're doing on each of them, how you're relating to each of them in this moment. And then it gives you some personalized practices based on your results. I really think that is a great place to start being reflective. Even the process of kind of looking at your results and noticing how you feel as you see some of those things where you're like, oh, sleep is not looking so hot right now. Maybe it caught you by surprise because you thought you had a good relationship to sleep. Maybe it is like actually making you validate something that you've been felt, you've been feeling and you're like, oh, yeah, now I need to confront this. So it can kind of force a conversation for you. And then because it gives you those three practices, it does also give you three places where you can start in terms of practices. And that used to be a resource that we made paid and we actually made it free because 
I, I do want there to always be an accessible offering that inner workout has and the take care assessment and then the profile that you get from that is really useful. So I, my goal is to always take it at least once a quarter because so much can be changing in people's lives. So that's one, a free one, take the take care assessment. The other one, like I mentioned, is just creating space for silence in your days I love to have podcasts on in the background or a TV show in the background. And if I'm doing that too regularly, I'm actually crowding out my thoughts. And a lot of times I know what I need, but I'm not creating space in my day to express that to myself. And then, yeah, if you'd like, I really recommend trying some type of journaling practice It can be something as simple as making a list or you can find a million journaling prompts online and sitting with one of them. And then you can see, is this something that serves me? Is this something I want to put in my regular routine? Or maybe is there a type of reflection that suits me better? I know some people who like record videos or do voice notes and that works for them. Mm, That's a good idea. That's what Beyonce did when she made her documentary. So, I mean, if you want to be like Beyonce... There you go. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. Because, yeah, I think like thinking that it doesn't always have to be in the breakfast nook every morning, that it can be different things, if anything at all, is really helpful and something to let go of. And for me personally, it feels like, oh, man, you're always like, you're too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not that serious, you know, like, um give yourself a break but it's so wild that you've you're not like a doc like have like a doctorate in self-care because <laughs> th- those questions like it is really thorough and anybody that loves um, assessments anyway would love taking that you know I personally love taking assessments so I was always I was like all about it how long did it take you to develop that I made it in about two weeks and it I had always, I also love assessments. I think they're so helpful for starting conversations with yourself. So I had it in the back of my head, like, maybe I'll make an assessment one day. And then it was like, oh, I think that day is today. And really, yeah, I just started thinking about like, okay, what do these dimensions of well-being like mean practically? That meant like, drawing on some of the things, some of the research that there is related to some of these, for example, for breath, for that subdimension, there are some things we know about what what your body looks like when you're having a good supportive breath. And then others of them were drawn from like more yogic philosophy. And some of it was things that just for me as the founder of Inner Workout felt was important to have in a self-care assessment. And I really, like, when I sit with those questions, even the process of taking the assessment can be really reflective because I'm like, ooh, I have not asked myself this question in a while. And I don't know if I fully feel ready to confront this. And that's telling me something about where my reflection needs to go for the next month or so. Yeah. I feel we need like like QR codes of your profile like in the bus stops. How long do you think it takes to complete that like 10 minutes? Yeah, about 10 minutes. Yeah. I wonder like people like on the train or so that, you know, um, just I'm like everybody needs to take this, you know, and just have things to think about, you know, from this profile and thinking about self-care in another 
in another way. Cause I just, I feel it's so, you know, just, just like a real, real self-care plan, you know? And I, I, even after hearing you talk about it, I struggle to say like real because it can, you know, your self-care is personal, what you make of it, but just to go deeper, you know, mm-hmm. go deeper. You know, I remember even in like a church, you know, one of the ministers, she's always like, you know, in your prayers, just go deeper, you know, like just, yeah, not so surface all the time. And I think that this allows us to really look inside of ourselves and, and examine our bodies. Yeah. And that's really, that's really special. Like, it's very gender. Like, I just love that you've been, you know, you got this idea to do this, create this business, you know, or I don't even know if I would, I mean, I know it's like a business, but I would think like to create this ministry almost <laughs> because this is deep and very important. You know, I think especially that, um, the assessment so that people can really get reflective of themselves. Cause I've never seen that before. And where can anybody go? And especially because we're both black women, you know, it's just black women doing, of course, doing the best, doing the amazing things, but you know, cause we're always just like on the go, on the hustle, on the grind, trying to accomplish everything at once. And, you know, for a black woman to create this, mm-hmm. to say, Hey, let's take a step back, take your 10 minutes <laughs> and figure out this profile and let's get a plan in place so that you can continue to be your best self while also like reflecting, you know, and going inward for yourself. Yeah. And, it, and it, I think it helps to slow down like the the pandemic helps helped me to like learn to slow down because I was burnt out like even like with this podcast I you know share with my listeners like oh man I was burnt like I wasn't doing anything and I had to even get with Amelia to help me you know to restructure and rethink things just because I was like so exhausted and you know being able to put these practices on place especially the ones that don't cost money you know because you're in the pandemic you're like well what am I gonna go get my nails done I can't do it myself or you know go to a workout class like all these things that you think of take yourself out to a nice dinner all these you know more maybe bougier activities you know and it's like don't do all that like think about like (laughs) what's going on inside of yourself you know so I think like what what are your I'm curious what if you don't mind sharing what your three P's are for yourself yeah so I have a lot under each one and I like to think about them as like how they relate to each of the dimensions but just like off the top of my head in terms of practices now that I mean it's not getting like super colder in Chicago but now that it's like darker earlier I know that it's going to get colder soon. I've been doing more baths, whereas in the summer, like, I just wasn't bothered with the baths. So I've been doing more of that. Moving my body is really important. It helps me manage my anxiety a lot. I've been having fun doing more, like, strength stuff with weights and also doing cardio. It makes me feel strong, too. I'm like, damn, Taylor, like, look at you lifting that weight. And then, so that's some of the practices in terms of partnerships. I'm in some really supportive communities related to like being a business owner that 
in this moment have been just really helpful. Like I have great friendships. I have a great husband that I've been with for a long time, but there's something about having people who are in the trenches with you and also people who want to bring about similar worlds through business that is really valuable. So those are some of the partners in my life. And then products, we have this essential oil blend called Stasis that's like designed to balance you out. And I use that all the time when I'm feeling anxious. I just like dab it on me. I just had a big a big networking thing for founders and I like put that on before, just took some deep breaths and that was really grounding. What are some other products that I've been really into lately? I'm honestly like not a huge product person. I like to do a lot of like more experience or practice things. Oh, I also got this meditation chime. I've had it for a bit, but I just started using it actually today. It's called Woodstock Chime. Here, I can do it because then you can get it on the sound. So I've been using that to help me get into focus. I'll just like hit it. And then just breathe and listen until I, like, can't hear the sound anymore. And then that's kind of like my, okay, we're getting into focus work now. And so it's just like a 15, 20-second little meditation moment before I start some really focused work. And so that's a product that I literally just today started incorporating into my daily routine. And where did where did you get the it's the Woodstock chime? Yeah, it's called Woodstock Chimes is the brand. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. That sounds awesome. I'm like, I like that. I like that chime sound. Monique from Real Housewives of Potomac is really also into she put me onto essential oils because I used to think like there was always like women at my church selling essential oils and you're like, okay. You know, it's almost like LuLaRoe. It's like, ma'am. And then but Monique on on Real Housewives of Potomac, do you, are you a Housewives fan? No, I I know who a lot of the people are, but I know that I will get too sucked into reality, so I only allow myself like one or two shows. Oh, okay. Well, Monique was on Real Housewives of Potomac, and she used essential oils for everything, and it was really amazing. Like anytime her kids were sick, she had all these like different blends and stuff that she started with first. And especially if her kids were sick, then she would like go into something if it didn't clear up. But like if her mind, you know, somebody was thinking something, she would like pull out, you know, different oils. And I was like, wow, okay. Because I only have like just like an oil diffuser. So I'm going to have to check out, you know, add these to my product uh, plan as well. And then also like any dude that wants to date me, I think should take your assessment as well. Yeah, you can be like, (laughs) where are you at? Where do you need to focus your care right now? (laughs) Right. Before we even go forward, forward, let's look at this plan. <laughs> I love it. Well, I really appreciate this, Taylor. Thank you so much for your time and for getting us on track with our self-care. Yeah, thank you for this conversation. It was so fun. Thank you so much for tuning into the Nosy AF podcast with me, your host, your friend, Stephanie Graham. I'm so glad that you made it to the end of this conversation. Please kindly let me know what you thought by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening right now. You can also connect with me at nosyaf.com via the Say Hello button. And if you're curious about what's going on in my art and film life, please visit my website at missgram.com. 
Oh, and also, if there is someone that you're nosy about and you want me to have them on the show, please send suggestions via the same hello button and I will check them out. Until next time, thank you so much for being you and see you soon. Peace.